Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Okay, so today we're talking about season nine, episode five, called Dog Dean Afternoon. I love this episode. <laughs> this is a great episode. Actually, initially, um, this was one of the episodes that um, I think I've said before that like sometimes Eric or my cousin, when she was alive, they would watch things before I would just to make sure that it, you know, was okay mm-hmm. for me to watch and like, a, cause you know, have like an animal problem and like yeah. an alien robot problem, you know? Yeah. I have a kid problem. But yeah. So this is one of those episodes that my cousin was like, this might bother you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, I yeah. know this episode was funny. And she's like, this might bother you. And watching it now, I'm like, what did she think was going to bother me? Maybe the taxidermy? Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Because she didn't really like, go into why. Yeah. So, so I didn't watch it. This is one that I skipped for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then when I finally watched it, I was like, this shit's hilarious. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm good. So, yeah. I think it was probably the taxidermy. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that like anything in this would bother you. Maybe just like the, like the I don't know the shelter of dogs wanting to leave or maybe something. the cat. Oh, the the cat maybe that's probably what it was. That's probably what yeah. it was. <laughs> Without giving any spoilers away, the cat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll bet you that's probably what she thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we are inside a taxidermist shop. It's nighttime. Stuffed animals. That's a weird way to say it. <laughs> I mean, but it's not wrong. I mean, yeah, they are. They are stuffed. <laughs> um, they're on display in the workshop. A sports broadcast plays on the radio. Uh, a German shepherd walks over to a desk where a taxidermist is brushing the whiskers of a squirrel under a magnifying lamp. <laughs> a nearby. Computer- I thought it was a weasel. Oh, I thought it was a squirrel. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I was whatever. a little overwhelmed at this point. Like, what am I looking at? There's so what's, many animals here. What's going on? Yeah. I think it was a weasel because okay. so they don't really totally go into this, but like in like two seconds, it kind of pans across and you see like a little thing that says Game of Thrones. And I think mm-hmm. he like made a bunch of weasels as the cast of Game of Thrones. Oh, I think I put they were uh, yeah, I put squirrel because right, right here it says a nearby completed squirrel is dressed in an ornate cap and holds a sword. Another has a bird draped across its back and a display sign reads Game of Thrones. So maybe they were weasels and I just don't know my- I think they were weasels. Okay. But I mean, who knows? (laughs) Now that I'm (laughs) saying it, I'm like, I actually don't like, I think I thought they were weasels, but who knows? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It can be hard to tell after the whole (laughs) situation too. Some sort of rodent type. Yes. Yes. Okay, so uh, the dog whines and the taxidermist says, easy, Colonel. Something falls or is knocked over in the workshop. Uh, The German shepherd barks and growls. The taxidermist switches off the radio and picks up a shotgun, which he apparently just keeps by his knee at all times. I know, right? Yeah. One of these animals might come alive one of these days. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's just safety, man. (laughs) Uh, So he goes to investigate. He says, is anyone here? And he walks towards a large stuffed bear and gets startled when he looks up and sees it. <laughs> he says, whoa, gets me every time. It's like, dude, you put it there. You yeah, know? you made that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So the German Shepherd barks at the taxidermist. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Uh, barks as the taxidermist walks back to his desk. The taxidermist says, what's the matter, boy? It's me. The German Shepherd continues to bark um, as a man in a cowboy hat appears behind the taxidermist. The taxidermist raises his shotgun, but the cowboy, I'm just going to call him the cowboy because man in a cowboy hat is long. So the cowboy knocks it to the floor. Um, the cowboy opens his mouth and a long forked tongue sticks out and kind of wiggles at him. The Pretty gross looking. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't right. The taxidermist says, what the hell? And then the cowboy grabs the taxidermist by the throat and lifts him off the ground, choking him. Uh, then the cowboy grabs him uh, around the middle with his other arm. And now we can just see their shadows reflected on the wall. And we hear a crunching noise as the taxidermist folds over backwards because his spine is completely broken and it is disgusting. Yeah. He Ugh. just gets like folded in half. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Then we get our opening title sequence. <laughs> so we cut to inside the bunker. It's daytime. Sam is sitting at a table and Dean comes into the room. Dean says, wow. Sam says, what? Dean says, Kevin just poured some buffalo milk down his gob twice. Sam says, buffalo milk? Dean says, yeah, the hangover cure-all. It's got everything in it, except <laughs> buffalo milk. <laughs> Sam says, how is that kid still recovering from Branson? And I don't know what that means or what that is. Is what, what? Branson? I think it's a town. Okay. Or something so like, maybe. So like he just went to a town and got shit-faced? maybe i don't know or like i just i feel like i missed something yeah it's a location of some variety okay it must be maybe near them or something or maybe like a college town or i don't know yeah i couldn't tell you i don't know okay. all right um dean says what can i say he's an amateur the slippery nipple shots at the dolly parton's dixie stampede nearly killed the guy <laughs> <laughs> sam says all right well i got something that's going to get us back on the road Dean sits down next to Sam and says, a case? Sam says, yeah. Dean says, you sure you're ready for that? Sam says, why would I not be ready for that? Dean says, aren't you kind of running on empty? Sam says, yeah, but the last three nights straight, I had eight hours of shut-eye. For a hunter, that's like 20. <laughs> Trust me, Dean, I feel good. Dean says, well, that's great at all, James Brown, but you're still recovering from the trials. I think you ought to pace yourself, you know, and the sooner you heal... Sam says, yeah. Dean pauses and says, I just want you back to your old self. Sam says, I am Dean. Look, Kevin's back on the heaven spell. Crowley's locked up. We should be out there doing what we do best. Dean says, yeah. Sam says, you want to listen at least? Okay, great. Taxidermist named Max Alexander mysteriously crushed to death. Nearly every joint in his body dislocated, every bone broken. Poor guy is a human pretzel. You tell me what's got that kind of strength. Dean says, a demonic luchador? <laughs> Sam says, shops a couple hours away in Eden. Uh, nope, that's not right. In Enid. There we go. Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, we should at least check it out. Unless there's some reason you think we shouldn't. So we cut to outside the taxidermist shop. Uh, still daytime. A sign reads, Mounted Treasures Taxidermy. Shipping and receiving, established 1967. 
And then the words dye scum has been painted on the wall and door in red paint. On the painted M is a symbol of a dog's paw print in an inverted triangle. So Sam and Dean are in their FBI suits and they inspect it. Dean says, subtle. Sam says, check that out. And he points to the symbol. He says, huh. And he takes out his phone and takes a picture of it. So inside the taxidermist shop, uh, Sam and Dean walk past mounted trophy heads and stuffed animals. Dean says, well, the creep factor just skyrocketed. Uh, and the sheriff stops him and holds up his hands. The sheriff says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sam says, how are you? Agents Michael and DeVille. And Sam and Dean hold up their FBI badges. The sheriff says, the body has already been to the morgue. Just wrapping it up with Dave Stevens. He's the one who discovered the body. Such a shame. I used to go hunting with Max. He was a real good egg. Dean says, sorry for your loss. The sheriff says, thanks. Dean says, you mind showing my partner around? I just got a quick... <laughs> he says, I just got a couple questions from Mr. Stevens. The sheriff says, okay, come on. So Sam follows the sheriff into the next room while Dean approaches Dave Stevens. Dean says, Dave Stevens? Dave says, yeah. Dean says, I just got a couple of questions for you, if that's all right. Dave says, I'll tell you whatever you need to know. Max was a, a real pal. Dean says, hunting buddy? Dave says, hmm, yeah. Dean says, oh, lucky guess. So uh, about what time did you discover the body? Dave says, about 9 a.m., my usual pickup time. I come in every Wednesday and Sunday, or yeah, Wednesday and Sundays uh, to collect the entrails. Entrails? Entrails? Entrails. Entrails. Entrails makes it sound like something fancy. It <laughs> sounds like an entree. <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> Dean says, the what? Dave says, the animal organs. Dean says, ah. Dave says, after Max would uh, dig them out and work his magic. Dean says, huh. Sam holds up one of the Game of Thrones squirrels or weasels, <laughs> uh, which is wearing a dress with a large bow. I think it's Marjorie. I have no idea. I'm just going to go with that. Okay. I'm just going to believe you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but it seems like a Marjorie thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Dave says he, uh, he was a real artist, you know, strange thing is though, uh, bins were empty this morning. Dean says, why is that strange? Dave says, well, because it's a Sunday. Weekend hunts are pretty much a given in this neck of the woods. So they're usually, you know, chock full of guts. <laughs> Dean says, ah. Dave says, hmm. <laughs> Dean says, any chance Max would have cleaned them out himself? Dave says, no, it's a, it's a biohazard. You can't just, you know, throw the stuff out. You got to burn it. So the sheriff comes back into the room. Dean says, huh. And then to the sheriff, he says, is there uh, anything else missing from the shop? The sheriff says, no, the register was full, the safe was intact, and all of Max's trophies were still on the walls. Dean says, and was there anybody else here when you showed up? Dave says, no one, uh, other than, uh, and then he looks at the German shepherd, which someone has put on a leash. He says, the colonel. Dean says, mm. <laughs> It's a good name for a shepherd. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. So Sam comes back into the room and Dean says, excuse us. So Sam and Dean walk a short distance away. Sam says, so? 
Dean says, okay, so uh, we got a thief who's jonesing for animal parts. We got a pagan symbol and we got a human pretzel. Sam says, yeah, it all sounds very witchy, but I wasn't able to find a hex bag. Dean says, all right, well, let's keep digging. Um, and then the camera kind of focuses on a taxidermied owl that Dean is eyeing. And Dean says, but uh, not here. I don't like the way that one's looking at me, <laughs> which is fair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we cut to the boys' motel room. Sam is using his laptop, which is not surprising. Uh, Sam says, okay, uh, that symbol in the graffiti, it's not Wiccan. It's copywritten. Local animal rights group uh, in its answer to PETA. So Sam holds up the laptop out to Dean and it shows a website titled S-N-A-R-T, uh, <laughs> which does smell or smell, which does spell snart. And it kind of reminds me of shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it I does. I immediately cracked up while I was watching that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shirt. <you know? laughs> uh, nothing funny about a I'm shark. a child. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Sam says, showing no animal rough treatment. Dean says, snart, you got to be kidding me. Sam says, well, it makes sense that an animal rights group would have an axe to grind with a taxidermist. Dean says, why? The animal's already dead. Sam says, yeah, but hunters are what keeps them in business. Now, the question is, are those bleeding hearts actually witches or just hippies? Dean says, what's the difference? <laughs> so we cut to the Gentle Earth Vegan Bakery. Uh, Sam and Dean in their FBI suits go inside. Dean says, I always knew I'd find the source of all evil at a vegan bakery. Sam says, what's that smell? Dean says, patchouli. Yeah, mixed with depression from meat deprivation. He's so bitter. <laughs> Although I gotta say, like, I don't love the smell of patchouli. It's too strong for me. I've, like, I know someone who wears it, like, really lightly, and it's fine with me. I've had a shampoo that was very patchouli smelling, and I thought that was going to be an issue, but it wasn't. So yeah, I'm I mean, okay with light, it if it's a very light, yeah, know? lighter smell I can deal with, but I still don't love it. I just don't, there's something mm -hmm. about it. I just don't love, you know, yeah. like, and if it, and most of the time when people have it, it's very strong. It's not true. light, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like very assaulting to your senses. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Dean says, Hey, and he sees, um, a couple serving behind the counter, um, both of whom are wearing dark sunglasses. Dean says, you know who wears sunglasses inside? Blind people and douchebags. <laughs> so Sam and Dean walk up to the counter. Sam says, Olivia and Dylan cameras. Olivia says, at your service. Dean says, you two are members of SNART. <laughs> of SHART. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia says, founders and co-presidents actually. Uh, can we interest you in some literature? And Olivia holds up a sharp brochure. <laughs> Please call it sharp from now on. Yeah, I don't know that it's said ever again. So I just wanted to <laughs> throw that out there. <laughs> uh, Sam makes a no emotion with his hands. Dylan says, or a flaxseed scone. It's wheat-free, gluten-free, sugar-free, and surprisingly moist. <laughs> Dean says, let me stop you right there. And then he and Sam pick out their FBI badges. Dean says, uh, we're here to investigate the death of Max Alexander, the local taxidermist. Olivia says, he's dead. Dean says, you knew him? Olivia says, 
ish, a uh, small town. Sam says, well, he was murdered last night and Shart logo was found at the crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what a Shart logo looks like. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be able to recover from this. <laughs> I genuinely want to know. I'm not creative enough to draw logos of like a shining. paint splatter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or would it be someone in the process of sharding? <laughs> I feel like it needs to be a paint splatter. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Sam says you two wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this is great. <laughs> okay. Um, Olivia and Dylan look at each other. Um, we cut to a short time later, uh, Dillian, Dillian, Dylan and <laughs> Olivia, Sam and Dean are all sitting around a table in the bakery. Dylan says his business is funded by hunters and you know how hunters are. They're selfish <laughs> dicks who define themselves by what they kill. And Sam and Dean look at each other a little awkwardly. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. yeah, like, are we that? What? <laughs> Olivia says, and as animal advocates, we couldn't stand for that. Sam says, so you killed him. Olivia says, of course not. Shark doesn't tolerate violence. <laughs> so it wasn't a violent shark, it was a gentle shark. Are sharks gentle? I'm pretty sure, I don't I'm know. Pretty sure they're all violence. They have to be, right? I don't know. Trying to get out there? <laughs> <laughs> oh no this is your fault <laughs> yep i'll take the blame for that one that's fine okay all right oh. dean says huh this coming from a couple who spray paints death threats <laughs> dylan says paints a... what <laughs> with shart naturally <laughs> uh, Dylan says it was a scare tactic. We just wanted to spook him. <laughs> Olivia says, turns out we were the ones who got spooked. Sam says, what does that mean? So Olivia and Dylan look at each other and Dylan nods to her. Olivia says, well, last night when we were tagging the joint, we heard this noise. Dylan says, a hissing noise. Olivia says, it freaked us out. So we ran into the alley. Dylan says, but someone attacked us. Olivia says, sprayed us in the eyes with mace. Dylan says, and it's not like we could go to the cops. Olivia says, so now we look like total douchebags because we have to wear our sunglasses inside. <laughs> <laughs> and Dylan and Olivia take off their sunglasses to reveal blotchy red skin around their eyes. Uh, Dean makes a hand motion that indicates they should put their sunglasses back on. <laughs> like, nope, uh, you're done. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't need to see that. That's gross. So uh, we cut back to the motel room. Um, Sam is on his laptop reading an article titled Black Eyes uh, on a med research website. Dean says, necrosis. Sam says, premature death of tissues. That's why their eyes were all messed up. Uh, Dean walks over to him, opening a beer. Sam says, and it's not caused by mace. 
Dean says, all right, what caused it? Sam says, right here, blunt force, radiation, venom. Dean says, as in snake? Sam says, the taxidermist was constricted. Olivia and Dylan heard hissing and they were sprayed in the eyes. Dean says, by venom. Sam says, by venom. Dean says, okay, so what are we attacking here? Some sort of freaky ass snake monster? Sam says, maybe. The weird thing is uh, snakes either, hmm, this is a word I've never encountered before, and venomate, <laughs> I'm gonna say that was correct, okay, uh, or constrict. No snake does both. Dean says, correction, freaky ass mega snake monster. <laughs> Sam laughs and says, it could be a Vitala. Can't remember if that's how you pronounce that Vitala, word. Vitala, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sounds, sounds right. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, but they're not afraid to sink their fangs in. Taxidermist was bite free. It doesn't really fit the profile. Sam says, right. So Dean says, so call Kevin. Have him look some stuff up. So we cut to the Eated Animal Shelter. It's nighttime. A young man is behind the counter. He picks up his phone where he's playing a word game. And then the man in the cowboy hat comes inside. Uh, the young man says, aren't you early, dude? And the cowboy slides a $100 bill across the counter. The young man smiles and takes the money. And then the cowboy walks through a door to the kennels. A bunch of dogs start barking. One of the dogs is... Um, the German shepherd, I believe, the colonel, mm -hmm. uh, which the cowboy pauses to look at. And then the cowboy opens a cage further down and takes out a cat and puts it into a bag. He opens two more cages and puts two more cats in the bag. And so we cut to the young man behind the counter. He's hearing meowing and barking as he plays his phone game. Uh, back with the cowboy, he opens another cage and lifts out a cat. He smiles. Uh, we cut back to the young man. Um, a particularly loud meow comes from the kennels. So the young man puts his phone down and goes into the kennel area. The cowboy has his back to him and there is some disturbing crunching noises happening. Mm -hmm. uh, the cowboy turns to face the young man and the young man sees that he is eating a cat, which he is holding by the tail. He's like literally just like kind of swallowing it whole. Yeah, yeah. And then the cowboy like loudly swallows down the rest of the cat. The young man says, dude, you said you were from a perfume company. Which is Which... better. Like, hey, <laughs> here, I'll give them to you for animal testing, but not to eat. Like, oh, just eating them and killing them right off versus torturing them. You I know, know like, right? Right. What? You know? <clears throat> so the cowboy's pupils become vertical slits and his fingernails turn into claws. The young man freaks out and runs through the door, but the cowboy catches him. The young man yells, no, no, but blood splatters all over the door and the young man slides down it, clearly dead. So we cut to daytime at the animal shelter. Uh, the young man is in an open body bag. Sam and Dean are there in their FBI suits. Dean says, claw marks? Sam says, yeah, the cops said all the cats went missing. So Sam and Dean walk slowly past the kennels. Dean says, right, so yesterday uh, we're dealing with some sort of snake monster. Today it's a killer kitty. <laughs> Sam says, I don't know. Dean says, hey, and he pauses in front of um, the German Shepherd's kennel. He says, why does that mutt look familiar? Sam reads a chart clipped to the kennel and says, that was a taxidermist dog. Dean says, so he's been at both crime scenes. Sam says, yeah. 
Dean says, maybe he's a suspect, you know, could be a skinwalker, maybe a shapeshifter. It sounded so, like you said skidwalker. <laughs> skid? Like skidmark? <laughs> like possibly from a shirt? Yeah. Is that where we're going? It just sounded like skid to me. <laughs> <laughs> skidwalker. <laughs> I want to walk on that shit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Sam says, it doesn't really look like a monster to me. Dean holds up a silver dollar and says, one way to find out. Come here, boy. Hey, this isn't going to hurt at all. Unless it hurts. <laughs> unless <laughs> so, it does. Yeah. So <laughs> Dean rubs the colonel behind the ears with a silver dollar, but the colonel doesn't react, except he looks like he likes the physical attention. <laughs> Dean says, huh. Sam says, I guess we can uh, rule out killer. The colonel barks at the sheriff, or as the sheriff walks over to them. The sheriff says, do you agents need any further assistance? The sheriff takes off his hat and the colonel stops barking. Sam says, officer, I think we're okay. Thanks. The sheriff says, all right, well, let me know. And then he puts his hat back on and the colonel starts barking again. Dean says, officer, excuse me, uh, can I borrow your hat? So the sheriff takes off his hat and gives it to Dean. Dean puts on the hat and the colonel starts barking. He takes off the hat and the colonel is silent. Dean gives the hat back to the sheriff. Um, the sheriff says to the colonel, good luck getting adopted. And then the sheriff leaves the colonels. Or the like, kind of snarky like. That wasn't very nice. Yeah. Like, okay, asshole. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sam says, okay, so the colonel's not a suspect. Dean says, yeah, but he is a witness. To the colonel, he says, hey, boy, you speak sign language? Sam says, that's monkeys. Dean says, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Which I also feel like, what are you talking about? But that's fine. Uh, Sam says, you know what? This is going to sound crazy. He takes out his phone and says, I read this book once about this guy who tried to teach his dog to speak after it witnessed a murder. Dean says, it worked? Sam says, no. Dean says, but he wrote a book about it. Sam says, yeah, well, he doesn't have what we have. And then into his phone, he says, Kevin, hey, it's me. How do we speak to a dog? <laughs> So we cut to the boys' hotel room. Uh, Sam and Dean are sitting at a table. The colonel lies on the floor. Dean says, an Inuit spell. Sam says, yeah. Who knew the uh, Men of Letters had its own Eskimo section? Dean says, and it's supposed to let us communicate with the colonel? Sam plucks some hair out of the colonel's coat and says, yeah, well, that's the plan. And then he puts the hair into a bowl and stirs the contents. Sam says, Kevin said, it's sort of like a human animal mind meld. Dean says, meaning? Sam says, if it works, we should be able to read the Colonel's thoughts. So Sam pours the contents of the bowl into a glass. Dean says, all right, I'll do it. You, uh, you got enough on your plate. Sam says, like what? Dean says, uh, like you're tired. You're on the mend, okay. Plus you've got a sensitive stomach. Last thing we need is you chucking this stuff up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Dean looks, yeah. All right. yeah all right Dean looks at the red liquid in the glass and says doesn't look so bad so he drinks it all in one gulp and then says I was wrong and then he says <laughs> it's bad <laughs> it's bad <laughs> to Sam he says come on and then Sam hands Dean a book uh Dean clears his throat and then reads a chant from the book and then to the colonel he says all right let's get this party started tell me everything you know and then the colonel yawns. <laughs> Dean says, what's the matter? Cat got your tongue? 
And he laughs at his joke, but Sam doesn't. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Dean says. <laughs> Here Dean we are. Says, Tough crowd. And then the colonel barks. Dean looks at Sam and shakes his head to say that he does not understand. So we cut to some time later. Sam and Dean are at the table eating some takeout food. Uh, the song, I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner Plays, which is a song that I adore. So I just wanted to give it a little <laughs> shout out there. Dean says, so call Kevin. Uh, spell tasted like ass and was a bust. Sam says, at least it didn't affect your appetite. Jeez. <laughs> Dean says, yeah. And then the camera focuses on the colonel who is sitting at Dean's feet looking up at him. We hear a male voice say, change the station. Dean looks at the colonel and the same male voice says, change the station. Dean says, what? Sam says, what? Dean says, you shut up. It's working. Sam says, it go. <laughs> Dean says to the colonel, say that again. The colonel says, you call this classic rock? Next thing you know, they'll be playing sticks. <laughs> and Dennis DeYoung, a punk. Dean says, Dennis DeYoung's not a punk. He's Mr. Roboto, bitch. <laughs> he's like i am offended <laughs> yep. sam says why are you arguing with the dog about sticks dean says well uh, yeah um hey boy what are you trying to tell us about the cowboy hat the colonel says the douche wheel who killed my best friend was wearing a cowboy hat dean says and the pothead too the colonel says yep same guy killed both sam says ask about the cats <laughs> And Sam throws a rolled up food wrapper past Dean and into a garbage can. Dean says, yeah. Uh, and then he casually takes the wrapper out of the garbage can and puts it in front of Sam. Dean says, and what about the cats? The Colonel says, I don't know. Sam holds up the food wrapper and says, I don't want this. The Colonel says, I couldn't see much. I didn't exactly have the best view in the orphanage. Oh, but I could smell them. Guy reeked of red meat, dishwashing detergent and tiger balm. <laughs> yeah like, i gotta say i've smelt my fair share of tiger balm and oh my god me too it's a potent smell <laughs> dean says huh sam says so what's he saying and then sam throws the food wrapper towards the garbage again and he misses this time dean says uh that the guy and then he retrieves the food wrapper from the floor and tosses it across the table to sam <laughs> Dean, you know there's that. <laughs> Dean continues saying he smelled like ground chuck and soap suds and old lady cream. Uh, Sam holds up the food wrapper and says, Dean, what are you doing? <laughs> and then Dean starts scratching behind his ear. He says, I don't know. <laughs> and then the colonel turns his head to the side and laughs. Dean scratches behind his ear again. And he says, oh, what are you laughing at? Uh, at this point, a vehicle pulls up outside, um, and the colonel says, uh, and then he starts barking. <laughs> so Dean stands up and goes to the window, parts the curtains, uh, the colonel is with him, and they see a mailman getting out of his vehicle. Dean starts pounding on the glass and saying, hey, 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 yeah, and he points at the mailman. <laughs> he says, you, you. <laughs> And the mailman looks at Dean, but walks away, and the colonel continues to bark. Like, okay, Dean says, crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Dean says, hey, 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 you, 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 and then he starts growling. <laughs> Dean says, or, I'm sorry, Sam says, uh, Dean. <laughs> Dean says, hmm? Sam says, 
I think the spell worked. In fact, I think it worked a little too well. So Dean sits down at the table again and says, what? <laughs> Sam says, I think you might be a dog. Dean scratches behind his ear again and says, what? <laughs> Sam says, what talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, you're scratching your head. You're barking at the mailman and you're playing fetch. Sam throws the food wrapper into the garbage can again. Dean says, I, and then he looks at the food wrapper and kind of makes a movement towards it and then restrains himself and makes a whimpering noise. <laughs> Starts whining about it. Yeah. <laughs> Dean then says, ruh <laughs> So we cut to some time later. Uh, Sam is on the phone. Into the phone, he says, yeah, no, that, yeah, okay. Uh, Dean is sitting on the end of the bed, staring at the colonel who is looking back at him. Sam says, all right, thanks. And he hangs up. Uh, to Dean, Sam says, so apparently the Inuit spell has some side effects. <laughs> Dean says, oh, well, that would have been nice to know before I downed it. What kind of side effects? Sam says, when you mind meld with an animal, it's possible to start exhibiting some of its behavior. The colonel says, don't look at me, Haas. It ain't my fault. <laughs> Teen says, well, how long am I going to have the urge to? And the colonel says, sniff butts, and then starts <laughs> laughing. Dean says, oh, well, hey, I don't have the urge to sniff butts. The colonel says, yet. <laughs> Sam says, you will, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, do you really have the, and Dean says, no, come on. Sam says, well, Kevin doesn't know how long it'll last. It's not like an exact science, you know, but hopefully when the spell wears off, so will the side effects. Dean takes a bite of a chocolate bar and the colonel says, I wouldn't eat that if I were you. So <laughs> Dean stops with the piece of chocolate between his lips. The colonel says, chocolate? Seriously? So Dean lets the piece of chocolate fall out of his mouth and he's not, he's not very happy. He looks pretty sad about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> he really wanted that chocolate. <laughs> so we cut to uh, outside of the motel, Sam, Dean, and the colonel are walking across the motel parking lot to the Impala. Dean's got the colonel on the leash. Uh, the colonel says, where are we headed? Dean says, back to the shelter. The colonel says, to sniff out more clues, maybe dig up something we missed. Dean says, all right, one more doggy pun out of you and I'm gonna have your nuts clipped. <laughs> the colonel says, I hate to break it to you, Haas. My sack's emptier than Santa's after Christmas. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I know. At least he's got a good attitude about it. Like That's it's right. gone. Ain't nothing to do about it now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, suddenly bird crap appears on the Impala's windshield. Dean says, oh, are you kidding me? And we see a pigeon that's sitting on top of a lamp pole right above the Impala. Dean yells, hey, dick move, pigeon. And the pigeon says, screw you, asshat. Dean reaches out and touches. I just imagine that like pigeons would be like the most gangster birds. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that completely. <laughs> um, Dean reaches out and touches Sam who looks at him. Dean says, did, Sam says, what? Dean says, wait a minute, can I hear all animals? The colonel says, yep, animals have a universal language, like Esperanto, but this one actually caught on. I have no idea what Esperanto is or means. Do you I know? I have no idea. Okay, we'll see if it's an interesting facts. Otherwise, 
Google will be our friend. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the pigeon says, and I'm just getting started too, brewing up a real big one. Ha, bet your ride's going to look sweet and white. Sam says, what's he saying? Dean says, you, he's being a douchebag. <laughs> the pigeon says, who are you calling a douchebag, douchebag? Dean says, oh, shut it, you winged rat. Sam looks around at a man and a woman watching them. He says, dude. Dean says, you what? got people, man. Dean <laughs> <laughs> says, what? Sam says, hey. And he waves to the man and woman watching. To Dean, he says, just calm down. Just get in the car. And he tries to smile. The pigeon says, ha ha. That's right, Sally. Go cry to mama. <laughs> Dean takes out his gun and points it at the pigeon. <laughs> he says, oh, that's it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sam says, Dean. And he grabs Dean's gun arm and pulls it down. He says, get in the car. And then he waves in all directions to all the onlookers. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that pigeon yeah. pissed him off today. <laughs> yep. Yep. So we cut to outside the Enid Animal Shelter. Uh, the Impala pulls into the parking lot. Sam is driving because Dean and the Colonel are both sticking their heads out of the windows. Uh, Sam parks the car and Dean blinks looking a little confused about what his head is doing outside of the car. And he puts his head back inside and they all get out. Like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Sam says, I think it's probably best just to leave the Colonel in the car. Dean says, excuse me. <laughs> Sam says, well, all the windows are open. Dean says, you think we like that? Sam says, we? <laughs> Dean says, you think because the windows are open that that's some sort of treat, huh? No, the dog's coming in. The Colonel says, respect. <laughs> like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Dean rubs the Colonel on the head and opens the door for him. Uh, they're headed for the door of the shelter when Dean's attention is caught by a white poodle with pink bows on its ears, which is tied with a pink leash to a bike rack. Um, some music starts playing as Dean stares appreciatively at the poodle and the camera slowly pans up the poodle's body. <laughs> Dean and the Colonel stare at the poodle while I realized at this moment that it is actually poor music playing. <laughs> so there's that <laughs> sam says dean dean says yep and they enter the animal shelter like so, yep that's weird you know <laughs> that's pretty fucking creepy dude he has some feelings about a poodle <laughs> yeah yeah so we cut to a short time later um dean says so what else can you tell me about the man with the cowboy hat and a female voice says honestly i couldn't see much and then we see that Dean is speaking to a collie in one of the kennels. The collie says, damn cataracts. And you know, no one's going to pay for my surgery. Just another casualty of the system, I guess. I don't belong here, you know. I'm pedigreed. Dean says, well, I'm sure it'll be out of here soon. The collie says, please, I'm 14. Dean says, good luck, ma'am. And Dean closes the door to the collie's kennel and walks slowly away. Poor collie. I know, that was sad. Uh, the dog in the next kennel talks to him. This dog says, once a day, they clean these cages. Once a day. <laughs> Dean says, okay. Dean walks by another dog who says, a biscuit, just one biscuit. <laughs> like I need one. 
Then he walks by another dog who says, I need a Raquel Welch poster and a rock hammer, which I think is a shout out to the movie and book Shawshank Redemption. But um, that's a Rita Hayworth poster, not a Raquel Welch poster. So maybe I have this all wrong. Also, I can't believe I just pulled that name out of my ass. Like, <laughs> yep, like that's a book I read when I was very young. And it's really weird that I remembered that. So I definitely have no idea what you're talking about. So. <laughs> I am talking about Stephen King. <laughs> I, I mean, I figured it was something, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's what's happening. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, so Dean walks by another dog who says, I'm shaking the fence, boss. Shaking the fence. <laughs> he <walks> by. <laughs> yep. Another dog says, over here. Another dog says, I was framed. <laughs> the dog just before says over here and then the uh the shaking fence dog says i'm shaking the fence boss still shaking the fence so sam is standing at the end of the kennels he says any luck dan sighs and says hardly and i'm not getting any clues just a bunch of complaints a yorkie says hey pretty boy over here Dean says, yeah, uh, sorry, pal. I'm done for the day. The Yorkie says, but I saw everything. And I'll tell you, but it'll cost you. <laughs> Dean says, what? Are you kidding me? I'm being extorted by a dog? Well, what do you want, yes. huh? <laughs> yeah, yes, he is. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> he says, what do you want, huh? Begging strips? Snossages? The Yorkie says, bitch, please. If I'm going to rat someone out, it's got to be worth my while. I want a belly rub. <laughs> Dean says, you, all right. The Yorkie says, not from you, sweetie, from that big one. And then she looks over at Sam and says, over there. Hi. <laughs> so we cut to Sam holding the Yorkie and rubbing her belly. The Yorkie says. Um, also, I think it's a boy dog. Oh, do you? And I know that because. So here's the thing. <laughs> okay. I the the voice sounded really, really familiar. And I was like, that sounds like Leslie Jordan. Oh, that's right. I remember this. And it totally was. I looked it yeah. up. So definitely yeah. a boy. Okay. Dog. <laughs> okay. This is a boy. That's fine. <laughs> yes. Um, the Yorkie says, Oh, a cowboy hat, leather pants. The dude's a total closet case. <laughs> Dean says, Okay, what else can you tell me about the guy other than his outfit? The Yorkie says, uh, he was carrying a burlap sack for the cats. Dean says, what does he want with the cats? The Yorkie says, oh, out of the way. Yes. Hell if I know. But he took all of them, except for the one he ate. Dean says, ew. Sam says, what? Dean says, apparently our guy had a sweet tooth for kitty cats. Sam says, huh. The Yorkie says, oh, oh, and the sack had something written on it. Sam stops rubbing and shakes out his hand. Dean says, okay, what did it say? And the Yorkie starts whining. Dean says, hey, come on, we had a deal. The Yorkie says, well, you tell that to the tall drink. He's the one who stopped rubbing. Dean says, Sam. Sam says, hand cramps. <laughs> Dean says, he's not talking. Oh, you're right. He, yes. Uh, Sam resumes rubbing the Yorkie's belly. And the Yorkie says, boy." It said, uh, avant-garde cuisine. Lucky for you, I read French. <laughs> the colonel says, that's a cafe on Main Street. No dogs allowed. Dean says, well, no wonder he smelled like hamburgers and dish soap. We got to go downtown. Apparently our guy works at a restaurant. So Dean motions for Sam to put the Yorkie back in its kennel. 
So Yorkie says, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Sure you don't want to adopt me? <laughs> Dean says, no thanks, uh, we'll pass. And Dean closes the kennel door and he and Sam walk away. But Yorkie says, no, I'm not above looking feet. Hey, Biggin, come back here. <laughs> Dean says, all right. And then he reaches down for the colonel's leash. He says, hey, hold up. Sam says, what's the, ma- what's the matter? The Yorkie says, best belly rub I ever had. <laughs> Dean opens. Oh, a man. Yeah. <laughs> Dean opens uh, one of the kennel doors and a dog hurries out and the dog yells, freedom. <laughs> Dean opens another kennel door and another dog leaves. Um, that dog says, I left a surprise in there for animal control. the colonel says i didn't peg you for a softie another dog comes out and says going home i'm going home honey i'm coming home (laughs) dean opens another kennel door um another dog says i'm going home (laughs) another dog says bacon 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 So we cut to outside the Cowboys restaurant. And And also, we now know who let the dogs out. (laughs) (laughs) Who? (laughs) (laughs) We do know. (laughs) That was a bad joke. I'm sorry. No, that was a great joke. I loved it. It (laughs) Okay, so the Impala pulls up outside the back door of the restaurant. Sam and Dean get out. Uh, Sam picks a lock on the door and they sneak inside. Um, I believe the restaurant is closed because it's nighttime. Might be full of shit, but that's just what I think. Um, Couldn't tell you. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think, think so. Yeah, I think that's where we're at. Uh, Dean, oh, yes. Okay. Because Dean says, honestly, who can afford to be closed on Mondays these days? And Sam says, a homicidal maniac. Dean says, yeah. Sam says, hey, and he opens a door and shines a flashlight around the dark room. He says, check this out. And he shines a flashlight on a picture of the man in the cowboy hat uh, sharpening a knife. He says, Chef Leo, think think he's our guy? Dean says, it's Okie Town. Lots of dudes wear cowboy hats. So they was, they, wow, I am just not reading words correctly. Sorry. You good. <laughs> I'm going to try better. Okay. Uh, so they walk past shelves of ingredients. Sam opens a drawer to find a bunch of pill bottles. Sam says, whoa, oxycodone, tramadol, methadone. Dean says, hmm, guess he likes to cook comfortably numb. Sam says, yeah, apparently. And then we hear a high-pitched voice say, help us. There's another high-pitched voice that says, please, mister. And then another high-pitched voice says, over here. Dean says, did you hear that? Sounded like little kids. Uh, A high-pitched voice says, help. If you don't free us, the chef will eat us. Another high-pitched voice says, she's not lying. And then another high-pitched voice says, we're in a cage. (laughs) So Dean lifts the cover off of a cage to reveal four mice. Dean says, eat you. Uh, The first mouse says, look in the refrigerator behind you. The second mouse says, yeah, behind you. And the third mouse says, in the fridge. (laughs) So (laughs) Sam opens a book as Dean looks in the refrigerator, which holds uh, several containers of organs. Uh, Dean says, hey, owl brains, cheetah liver, grizzly heart. Sam says, I found a spell book, shamanism. 
Dean says, well, what's a chef doing dabbling with witchcraft? Sam says, it says here, whatever animal organ you ingest with the right mix of hoodoo and spices, you temporarily gain the power of that animal. So, okay, if you're munching on aloe brains, Dean says, your head spins around like the exorcist? <laughs> Dean says, close, it bolsters your IQ. Okay, eat a cheetah liver for speed, bear heart for strength. Dean says, okay, so if he's chowing down on this stuff, Sam says, then it would make sense why he constricted the taxidermist and clawed the guy at the shelter. Dean says to the mice, well, no offense, but why would he want to eat you guys? The mouse says, uh, we have collapsible spines. <laughs> the second mouse says, we're awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> the second mouse says, we do. The third mouse says, promise. <laughs> Sam says, look at this. Uh, lion liver plus eagle heart rattlesnake things plus anaconda bladder um baboon brains plus black widow abdomen he's mixing ingredients dean says what the hell for and then they hear a noise in another room one of the mice says shoo quiet another mouse says don't shush me <laughs> a third mouse says you be quiet and then the don't fourth you mouse tell me what to do <laughs> <laughs> the fourth mouse says i'm as quiet as a mouse and then the mouse laughs at his own joke, which is adorable. You have to. <laughs> yep. So Sam and Dean step out into the hallway with their guns out. They walk around several, several corners to the kitchen where a chef is grinding ingredients into a bowl. They hide their guns behind their backs. Uh, the chef says, who the hell are you? Sam says, we're from the health department. Stopped by for an inspection. The chef says, I wasn't aware we had one scheduled. Dean says, yeah, no, you wouldn't be. That's the point. Besides, I thought you were closed. The chef says, we are. The chef's having a private dinner. And then a waiter enters the room carrying a platter of food. The chef says, in fact, he'll be here any minute. Dean says, oh, well then, in that case, kitchen shut down. Chef says, shut down, why? Sam says, because uh, you're both in clear violation of penal code 8.14. Dean says, oh, come on, get out, both of you. We'll let you know. So the chef and the waiter leave. Dean says, all right, I'll take the front. You take the back. Sam says, do we even know how to kill this guy? Dean looks at his gun and says, well, empty one of these in his head. See what that does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good starting point, right? I mean, it's, it's reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So Dean goes into the dining area and Sam hears a noise from the back and goes to investigate. Um, the man in a cowboy hat, who is no longer wearing his cowboy hat, uh, he's wearing a uniform that says Chef Leo, appears from some, behind some curtains right behind Sam. Uh, Sam spins around, but Leo slashes Sam across the throat, uh, which really freaks me out, actually. That's a, that's a killing slash, I feel like, you know? Yeah. The throat, you're in trouble. <laughs> Um, Sam kind of reels backwards with his hand to his throat and says, ah, um, Leo. How was says, that? Ah! <laughs> Just checking. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, Leo says, chameleons aren't that bad. Kind of tastes like chicken. So Sam turns away, kind of gasping and shaking. His eyes turn blue and we see that Ezekiel has taken over. Ezekiel holds two fingers to Sam's throat and the wounds heal. His eyes blaze blue again and Sam is now in control. 
Sam gasps for breath. He clasps his throat and looks at his hand and does it again. There's still blood on his neck, but he is fully healed. So he turns back to Leo, who says, how the hell did you do that? Sam says, do what? Leo says, don't play coy. I want to know what you are. Oh, screw the shark to puss. <laughs> Leo hits <laughs> Sam, uh, who, of course, falls unconscious to the floor. Uh, Leo says, you're my main course. So we cut to a short time later. Sam is still unconscious on the floor, and Leo sharpens a knife. Dean comes around the corner holding his gun. Leo says, why does it smell like dog in here? And then he turns around and sees Dean. Leo says, that smells coming from you. Uh, Dean fires his gun, but Leo, very Matrix style, kind of leans out of the path of the bullet, um, which breaks a jar on the shelf behind him. Uh, Leo throws a machete, um, which sticks into a pillar right next to Dean's head. Leo grabs Dean and punches him, sending him to his knees. And then Leo picks up a cord and puts it around Dean's neck. Leo says, all dogs should be leashed. Leo then ties Dean to the pillar uh, with his hands behind his back. And Dean finally sees Sam lying on the floor. Dean says, what did you do to my brother? Leo says, your brother? What was your mom smoking when she had you two? <laughs> He's fine. He's just taking a little cat nap before dinner. I never had human heart before. Heard it's a bit chewy. Good job I'm not a fussy eater. And then Leo returns to sharpening his knife. Dean says, you're sick. And Leo says, been told that once or twice. Dean says, no, no, not in the head. I, uh, well, you are that too, but I mean sick like cancer. Leo says, well, I guess dogs really can sniff it out. Stage four carcinoma. Dean says, huh, so that's why you're doing this. What happened? Draw the short straw, decide to break bad. Leo says, see, when I was diagnosed, I was way past standard treatment. No one could save me. But then with the help of a Pawnee shaman and a zoo membership, I found a cure, albeit a temporary one. Cancer always came back. Dean says, you started experimenting with different organs, huh? Traded in the single serving for a combo platter. Leo says, well, what can I say? Combination therapy works. I felt stronger and the effects lasted longer. Dean says, and if you smoke a few innocent people in the process, well, hey, at least you felt better. Leo says, well, I didn't mean to kill anyone at first, but if people got in my way, they became collateral damage. Guess you eat enough predators, you start to become one. You are what you eat, right? And he laughs. Dean says, do you really think the power you hold over other people's lives can make up for what you lack in your own? The Leo, the Leo, wow, <laughs> Leo, Leo says, so dog boy, what do I need to eat to take you down, huh? Leo opens a nice chest. Dean says, you don't want to do this. Leo says, oh, but I do want to do this. And he takes out a container labeled possum intestines. Yeah. He's, yeah. He says, see, <laughs> I'm going to kill you, work up a nice appetite. And at this point he takes out another container labeled mongoose liver. He says, and then I'm going to eat your brother. I mean, I don't know what the hell he is, but with healing powers like that, who cares? He could cure me. So Dean is rubbing the cord around his wrist against the back corner of the pillar, which is causing the cord to fray. Leo says, ah, and he holds up a container labeled wolf heart. 
he says, doggone sort of dog. Dean continues trying to break the cord while Leo takes out, takes out the wolf's heart and holds it in his hands. Leo chants a spell, which I'm not going to try and say. <laughs> and then Dean finally breaks through the cord. Uh, Leo takes a bite of the wolf's heart. Dean removes the machete from the pillar above his head and slashes at Leo, who knocks the machete to the floor and sends Dean backwards. Uh, Leo's teeth become fangs. And Dean runs at Leo and chases after him. Uh, Dean bursts out the exit door and Leo follows a moment later. Uh, a little confused about the chase there, but that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. Leo says, sorry, Wolf Trump's dog. Dean says, maybe, but not a whole pack. Dean whistles and all the dogs from the shelter come running, led by the Colonel. <laughs> Leo tries. Yeah. I know, I like that little that little run they all did at them. I thought that was cute. Um, Leo tries unsuccessfully to open the restaurant door and get through a fence before the dogs attack him. We hear him scream and Dean just watches. So we cut to inside the restaurant. Dean hurries to Sam who is still unconscious on the floor. Dean holds Sam's face in his hands and slaps him a couple times real lightly. Dean says, hey, for the love of God, Sammy. Hey, Sammy, Zeke. Whoever the hell you are, hey, come on. Don't make me lick your damn face. Hey. <laughs> Dean puts a hand on Sam's chest and kind of shakes him. Sam opens his eyes and draws a deep breath. Uh, Dean is very relieved and grabs Sam, Sam's jacket and puts a hand behind his back to help him up. Dean says, come on. So we cut to inside the Gentle Earth Vegan Bakery. <laughs> it's still nighttime. Uh, Olivia is crouching in front of the colonel, petting him. Dylan says, when you called us about adopting him, we couldn't believe it. Olivia says, aren't you the sweetest? The colonel says, ugh, back off, tofu breath. Like, ew! <laughs> <laughs> Where have you taken me? <laughs> Olivia says, oh, you must be starving. Lucky for you, I baked some vegan doggy cupcakes. So Olivia, like, ah, hell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Olivia stands up and goes to get the cupcakes with Dylan. The colonel says, ah, I'm going to be pooping wheatgrass with these two. <laughs> Dean crouches down in front of them and says, look, I know they're hippie freaks, but they're going to give you a good home. One that you deserve. The colonel says, yeah, yeah. Dean says, wish we could take you on the road with us, but it's no life for a dog. The colonel says, don't sweat it. I get car sick anyway. I was afraid to tell you earlier, but I barked in your backseat. <laughs> Dean says, you, the colonel says, what? Dean says, I'm going to miss you, buddy. And the colonel holds out a paw, which Dean shakes. The colonel says, I'll miss you too. And by the way, as an honorary dog, there's something you should know. Dogs aren't really man's best friend. Dean says, what are you talking about? The colonel says, I know it sounds like a conspiracy theory, but the real reason we were put here was to... And then he starts barking. Dean says, put here to do what? And the colonel barks some more. I'd be so mad. <laughs> like, I know. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dean says, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, now the spell, the spell wears off? And then he pats the colonel. He says, okay. So we cut to outside the Gentle Earth Vegan Bakery. Sam is waiting by the Impala for Dean. Sam says, how'd it go? Dean says, well, Bad news is I'm going to miss the flea bag. Good news is it looks like the spell is finally wearing off. You okay? The Stutzen man got you pretty good. 
Sam says, yeah, I'm fine. I just, uh, I can't stop thinking about what he said. Dean says, oh, come on, Sammy. Guy was out of his freaking gourd. Sam says, yeah, but I mean, why would he ask that? Why did he want to know what I was? Dean says, who the hell knows? He was all jacked up on juice, you know? He was possessed by, by something he couldn't control. It was, it was a matter of time before it completely took over. You can't reason with crazy, right? Sam says, I don't know. Dean says, well, I do. Trust me, Sam, you got nothing to worry about. So they get into the Impala. Dean looks worriedly at Sam and starts the engine and they drive away. And credits. Okay, so I have some thoughts. Uh, the first one is I was really confused about the whole like buffalo milk thing. And I was, yeah, I, I shouldn't say I was really confused about it. I should say that I needed to know more. So I had a thought to look it up <laughs> uh-huh. <Good. laughs> and Google says, um, in Nambia, buffalo milk is a well-trusted hangover cure. Um, it's so it says a popular choice is a combination of clotted cream, dark rum, spiced rum, cream liqueur and whole cream which sounds like a stomachache waiting to happen that sounds like a weird i'm not gonna poop for another week situation or you will if there's a lot of dairy (laughs) well yeah dairy clogs me up more than oh (laughs) clears me out everyone needed to know that (laughs) i mean whatever (laughs) But, but um but yeah so uh okay i get it cream and dairy and and Cream alcohol and rum, basically is yeah, kind of what it is just kind of sounds like the hair of the dog situation right where you just drink more alcohol to get your hangover to go away right? yep pretty much <laughs> okay but yeah right. so i'd never heard of buffalo milk before so i was curious about the so there's no real buffalo involved oh no it's just like you know cream and rum basically milk yeah. products of varieties and rum but huh. you wouldn't be able to get that or do that here because you can't get clotted cream oh i did not know that okay. in the u.s hmm. um why i don't know okay. <laughs> let me look that up <laughs> <laughs> why okay. can't you get clotted cream <laughs> in the u.s I bet everyone since the legality of unpasteurized dairy products is confusing it's probably so okay so it's because it's unpasteurized so they can't sell it here so you could um if you did get it it's not going to be the same okay like you could get it but it's going to be like a pasteurized version of it so okay um and it would be technically it'd be butter here yeah that sounds weird butter and a bunch of different kinds of rum that you said spiced rum and regular rum right yeah it's so I mean like it's not butter but it would technically kind of be like butter you know like that's like the closest yeah to it so interesting um but yeah so uh that that's why you can it looks like you can make it from home and it looks so like I've got like recipes that are popping up and it does kind of look like butter. Okay. Um, but from what I remember being in the UK in general was it being like a, uh, something that you eat with like, you know, jam on like a biscuit or something. Oh, okay. So, 
Um, okay. Like in a butter way. You know? Like kind of in a butter way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got it. So, Interesting. but I don't know if it tastes like butter or if it's like a sweet thing or what, but yeah, I don't know if I had it, hmm. but I don't know. I feel yeah. like, I feel like, I feel like this has become somewhat of a challenge for us that maybe to find it or to make it or to make it. <laughs> Try it. Where are you finding this raw milk? <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm finding a stick of butter in my refrigerator oh. <laughs> <laughs> and going from there. <laughs> like I was gonna say, like I've eaten like you know English muffins with like butter and like preserves or jam or whatever plenty of times. Yeah. No, I just mean like the whole shebang, like with the rums and the butter. <laughs> oh, oh, like yeah. doing like making both of them. Okay. I thought you were just yeah. talking about the clotted cream. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Yeah. I think that'd be an interesting way to get this party started. <laughs> I know, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, I think we should try it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm down if we can find it slash make it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, my other, uh, thought slash slash, uh, you know, thing I needed to look up was that penal code that Sam talked about, because that seemed like something that I should know. I don't know why, but I was like, I feel like I need to know this information and am I ever going to use it again? No, but (laughs) you know, know. anyways, so, um, penal code 814 is basically on, so there's all these different sections, right. But it's on dogs and other domesticated animals. So it's all the laws and everything about, domestic animals more leaning towards dogs it looks like okay so like you know it's like oh one section is dog license required period of license and then another one is dogs on ucsc campus (laughs) another one is like dogs downtown Uh, another one animal noises you know like there's all sorts of like just different laws that have to do with dogs you know (laughs) okay so i was thinking it was more of like a restaurant you know Well, so yeah, I would assume so. Um, I think so, but maybe there's a section in there about there's like a dogs in public places and prohibited locations, um, dogs downtown. Um, let me see, um, prohibit, uh, oh, wait, no, never mind, that's for something else. Um, there's one on cinches, saddle girths, bucking and flanking straps. Hmm. Wow. Probably having to do with rodeo because rodeo is in here and it says yeah. animal control officers present at rodeos and similar events. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's one on bloodless bullfights, <laughs> Okay. which I'm guessing. So there's like bullfighters and stuff like at rodeos that you go mm-hmm. to like, so bullfighters can go to like a bullfighting school kind of you know mm-hmm. and like the teaches them how to like you know protect the bull riders so if they get thrown they are the ones that are supposed to distract the bull and let the rider get up and get out you know because bulls are wanting to you know take pieces out of people yeah um, <laughs> and so there's you know been a few times where i've seen them get launched instead of the rider you know mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm assuming it has to do with like that Okay. Um, okay. Uh, other than that, um, there's one that says possession of wild animal species prohibited. Um, 
animal shelter, stray animals, uh, quarantine of dogs and cats, kennel license. Yeah, that sort of stuff. So okay, it's all all the things having to do with the animals. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Then that's cool. But yeah. Okay. So I'm a, I would assume it was something to do with, you know, animal cruelty slash like you're not supposed to have a dog <laughs> mm-hmm. or, you know, creatures in a restaurant, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, my only other thought that I is that I was pissed that they didn't give us the real reason that dog. And I mean, of course, like the real reason, according to Supernatural, right? You know, like, yeah, I know, not like the real reason, but like it sounded like a conspiracy theory. And I want to know, you know, I do too. Yeah, I was bummed about that, but you know, it is hilarious. And that's something that someone needs to like ask. I have my, my paper for like, questions Questions at some point (laughs) that I probably won't ask but that need to be answered (laughs) Uh (laughs) at like a convention is like what is a dog's real purpose what was Colonel going to say Anyways, okay. Um, so now I have that written down for me to never ask. So, but at least it makes you me feel totally might ask someday. I might. Also, we could send Eric up there to ask. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like against asking, but like the chances of being picked, especially for the boys panel, are so low that like that's true. Eh, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. And just to come out of total left field, I know this is going to be a strange question, but did they actually give you what the colonel was going to say, or was it just like open ended? Because does that bother you? Because it bothers me, you know. <laughs> and just be like that crazy person that's like, I need to know. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I would love to see that. And just see how Jared and Jensen would react to that question. I feel like they would give some like diplomatic answer of like dogs are here to like you know some sort of like either deep answer or they would just be like, I don't know, move on. And then I would be just as unsatisfying and I would be mad. (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense. Like I can't take the chance of them being like, we don't really know. It's up to your imagination. I'm like, okay, but like, I need to know (laughs) an answer, even if it's the wrong one, you know, (laughs) I just need to know an answer. (laughs) All right. Maybe don't do that. (laughs) Maybe not. I yeah. feel like the what did Dean eat in purgatory is a better uh, question. Yes. Yes. Because I wrote that down. What was my other one that I wrote down? Where, how, or where did he sleep in purgatory? Mm-hmm. We've got a yeah. list. Yeah. There's only those three questions good, those, on that list, but there's a list. Questions. Yeah. We got plenty more seasons to come up with more questions. So. I know. Right. And we didn't end up coming up with questions until, I mean, I'm sure we came up with them, but I don't remember any of them from like before the purgatory situations. So. Yeah. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously they weren't important enough to write down. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So there's that, but yeah. So I was, I was just a little bit miffed that we didn't get the, the reason for that. So me too whatever but (laughs) um what was your favorite moment from this episode well there are a lot of moments to choose from you know yes (laughs) I had a hard time a very funny episode which I appreciate um my favorite moment at this one moment in my life is um (laughs) when Dean got into the argument with the pigeon (laughs) 
yeah. because that was brilliant. I yeah. love the pigeon just like giving it right back to him, like yeah. attitude wise. And mm-hmm. Dean finally like pulling out his gun, like, I'm gonna smoke you. You know, yeah, like, the, the you're onlookers, a dead bird. <laughs> yeah, the onlookers, like, why is this guy pointing a gun at a bird? Mm-hmm. And Sam being like, oh my God, like, how do I contain <laughs> this situation? And, what do I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of that was great. It was great. So. <laughs> Yeah. What was your favorite moment? That was one of my favorite moments that, and, um, oh gosh, I think like the Yorkie who is voiced by Leslie Jordan that I I look, I don't remember if I said that in the episode, but yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. just like totally extorting Sam for belly rubs and like (laughs) out of all the things that you could pick, for uh, like something like it's got to be something good for me to give you this information and he's like belly rubs you know (laughs) which doesn't actually cost them anything like (laughs) it probably would have been harder for them if he would have chosen like treats you know oh yeah (laughs) they'd have to go find them you know yeah but just like the fact that this little tiny yorkie is like you need to rub my belly and like (laughs) or else i won't talk you know yeah (laughs) He's got priorities. I can respect that. Yeah. Right. Like I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And I love that he kept referring to Sam and, you know, I can't remember like, what do you call him? Like biggin. Yeah. The big ones. Yeah. There's something else to it. I just, I thought that was hilarious. Did I write it down? <laughs> yeah. Biggin. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that, I think he said tall, do you say tall drink or maybe just drink? I think it said tall drink. I, like maybe tall drink tall too. Drink. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I thought that was good. Yeah. That yeah. was like, is that. And then the pigeon moment where he's mm-hmm. like about to blast a pigeon because <laughs> for no it apparent reason to car. everybody around him, but to him, it made sense. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, That's good. Yeah. It, it was pretty good. This is a funny episode. I like it. Um, Like I would say that this is probably one of my favorite episodes. One mm. of them. Like, up there I wouldn't say like maybe top five maybe but at least top 10 I would stick it in my top 20 um I can't tell you what those other 19 are um, (laughs) but you know I do really like it um Mm -hmm. but a lot of others stand out to me and often in like a more emotional ways than like funny ways so Mm -hmm. yeah maybe I'll I'll write my top 20 list Hmm. yeah I'd have to like go through and watch it again to like (laughs) (laughs) which is a lot of a lot of time spent trying to just come up with a top 10 although Mm -hmm. like obviously if I don't remember it it probably wasn't one of my favorites right so (laughs) yeah there's that but (laughs) um so uh the interesting facts from this episode it says, uh, while interviewing the dogs at Animal Control, several of the dogs make reference to famous prison movies, um, including Green Mile from 1999 and The Shawshank Redemption from 1994. Ha! Huh, I knew it. Shawshank. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. I knew it! <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> um, it says, it's been established in previous episodes that Dean is allergic to cats and does not like dogs, um, especially in the episode Supernatural, Man's Best Friend with Benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, in this episode, he starts feeling like a dog and even sympathizes with them and stands up for their rights. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, even if you don't like cats or dogs, you should still treat them like living creatures. You know, Absolutely, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, 
it's fine for you to not prefer to be around certain animals, but like treat them nice, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, where am I? Oh yeah. Um, it says Jessica Harmon, who plays the vegan woman, Olivia, um, played Lily, one of Azazel's special children, um, in Supernatural All Hell Breaks Loose, part one from 2007. Who is Lily? I don't remember. Is she the like girl who couldn't touch people? And, oh, I think so. Yeah. And then ended up all, like, she like died and I, I can't remember. Like, I like, guess strung like, up or something or yeah. Yeah. That's the only other girl I remember That's in a, that situation, besides Ava, of course. Yeah. You know, who yeah. killed everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's probably who they were talking about because that okay. seems right. Yeah. I just, I can't picture her face in this episode or that one. So I don't she know. was the one that had the burned eyes and the one that got the dog. Well, I mean, obviously her and her husband or boyfriend or whoever yeah, it was, yeah. brother, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, uh, they they were the ones that adopted the dog at the end yeah yeah i i know who they are but i just can't picture her face yeah Yeah. like now that you say who you think it was like i'm pretty sure that's who it was okay because that makes sense to me oh yeah i can't remember another girl there and that yeah i don't think there was unless it was a different part of the episode or something but i'm pretty sure that's Mm. what it was yeah um but yeah. Um, so it says the agents rock aliases for this episode are Michaels and DeVille. Um, Brett Michaels and CC DeVille were in the band Poison. Um, this could also allude to the fact that the brothers are meant to be vessels for Michael, the archangel and devil, uh, or in the devil, Lucifer in earlier seasons. Yeah. So, okay. um, yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, uh, it says in the taxidermy shop, there is a mounted bald eagle. Um, this is actually illegal to do in all 50 states. Oh, my. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Like, eagles are, like, big protected because yeah. it's, like, the national bird, right? So yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I just never, I've never come across that information. So, yeah. Yeah. You know what, Stephen? Okay, so I think ruth was talking about it at the convention what Mm -hmm. uh the scottish um national animal was and do you know what it is i do know what it is unicorns i know i love love it it. yeah i would live in scotland because of that you know (laughs) have i ever been to scotland no would i like it probably also they have unicorns (laughs) i have an old co-worker who went to scotland a couple times and Mm -hmm. just she went once fell in love like continues to go there yeah you know as often as you know her finances can let her do that she just Mm -hmm. loves it so oh yeah for sure like I want to go at some point yeah is that partially because of Outlander yes (laughs) (laughs) I understand I mean I'm dying to go no (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying to go to England for like you know all kinds of like doctor who and torture reasons like yeah <laughs> like i get it i just i know that is not reality but that's fine <laughs> hey at some point we should save up and do like a friend's trip to england okay totally and like down go to the places you know like yes not gonna lie platform nine and three quarters kind of interesting not much mm-hmm. there you know like yeah i think so there's just a very a quick sign visit yeah yeah you know? yeah um <laughs> that'd be cool though but there's like there's some cool stuff to see. Yeah. So, I'd love to go. I think 
the so we did like a ghost tour sort of thing like a ghost walk thing but it was during the summer and it was it started at like five or something like that so it was still like light outside the whole time we were doing this for the most part you know and the Mm -hmm. guy's like yeah not gonna lie like it's better during the winter you know like (laughs) yeah when it's like dark and we're telling you about all these like creepy things like yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so um, so if we do, and we want to do like the creepsy stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. we should maybe go like either towards the end of summer or like maybe like somewhere around the time where it's not going to be like light outside yeah, as yeah. early, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Or as I late, I guess I should say. Yeah. But anyway, um, so it says, uh, when Sam says the restaurant is in violation of penal code 814, he's referring to the laws re- regarding domesticated dogs and other animals. Um, it says Sam tells Dean about a book in which a dog witnesses a woman's death and the widower tries to teach the dog to speak, to tell him what happened. Um, Sam is likely referring to Carolyn Parkhurst's 2003 bestseller, The Dogs of Babel. Hmm. I've not heard of that book. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh it says the episode's title comes from the al pacino film dog day afternoon from 1975 um and it says jensen ackles was also in dark angel dog day afternoon 2002 um which is season two episode 18 in dark angel Mm um yeah i saw that but it was so long ago i literally remember nothing except for jessica alba and jensen ackles and that's it that's all i got it was in (laughs) seattle sometimes she was perched on top of a you know uh destroyed space needle and that's all i got yeah well you got more than me so (laughs) (laughs) i remember liking the show but yeah Yeah. (laughs) um So it says in the opening scene, a taxidermist has small animals dressed up like characters of Game of Thrones or from Game of Thrones. Um, It says in the late 1800s, a taxidermist named Walter Potter set up baby animals in anthropomorphic tableau. That was a hard one to say. Um, These these oddly popular dioramas included baby bunnies in school, kittens getting married, squirrels playing cards, and robins at a funeral. (laughs) Uh, the Victorian whimsy they, uh, that saw these as cute is now so outdated as to go beyond quaint and into creepy. <laughs> yep. Yep. I can see that. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so it says, uh, Dean says, Rutro, when he and Sam figure out that Dean's a uh, dog, um, he's quoting the 1970s TV cartoon character Scooby Doo. Um, mm-hmm. It says, Actor Al Rodrigo, who voices Colonel, um, also played Ezekiel Gallows in the 2009 live-action TV movie Scooby-Doo, The Mystery Begins. Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen that one. I've seen a lot of them. Yeah, I don't think I've... I think the one that I saw... I think the only one that I remember seeing anyway was... I watched it with you, I think, you and Killian. It was Mm -hmm. like they're on like an island that has like an amusement park or something... Yeah, I don't know the name of that one. There are so many, dear God. You know? <laughs> yeah. I love them all, though. That yeah. is a show that I, I loved as a child and probably made me, you know, interested in the things I'm interested in. <laughs> so there you go. There's that. Yep. <laughs> um, so our research from this week is... <laughs> off of ranker because we can't stop and we won't stop um, <laughs> and them. it's strange things that happen to your body when you eat human flesh because 
homeboy was about to eat Sam. So that's right. There's the link there. And he it's a loose cool link, that. but it's a link. <laughs> yep. I think it Because at some point you just have to talk about cannibalism, I feel like. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so it says, so you want to be a cannibal? Where there's some, well, there's some bad news for you, bucko. Your body doesn't cotton to breaking down and expelling human meat. <laughs> the health effects of eating people range from mental deterioration to a complete breakdown of your intestinal system that can cause you to rot from the inside out. Yay! <laughs> we don't know how much human meat you have to eat for that to actually happen, but do you really want to find out? <laughs> Cannibalism has long been looked down upon as something only practiced by tribes, forgotten by time, who skulk through the jungles of the world seeking their next victims, which sounds kind of harsh. And that's, you know, like, that's just some tribes and that's what they do. So that's true. Yeah. And honestly, they probably don't know any better and their bodies are used to it. So there's that. Um, so a little disclaimer there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, it says, but there are plenty of people in the Western world munching on human skin in the 21st centuries and their bodies are not happy about it. Uh, keep reading to learn what happens if you eat people. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> it says, what does eating human flesh do to your body? Does it give you, give you the strength of those you've digested or does it just make you really sick? Um, put on your kiss the cook apron and get ready to find out. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever succumbed to your dark desire to dine on human flesh have you have you ever let your inner Hannibal Lecter out for a meal if so we'd like to hear from you leave us a comment and give us your best recipe oh my god I feel like that's just wrong anyways <laughs> so the first thing is as your brain deteriorates um and what might be the most disappointing news about cannibalism since red dragon um feasting Which is on Hannibal Lecter movie okay yes. um okay. <laughs> so and, feasting... and book <laughs> yeah okay um it says feasting on the brains of another human can cause the degenerative neurological disease oh boy I'm gonna Kretzfeld Jacob? Kretzfeld Jacob disease or CDJ if you're nasty <laughs> <laughs> okay. so I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, um, sufferers of CDJ begin to exhibit Alzheimer's like symptoms along with hallucinations, paranoia, and regular old psychosis. <laughs> yep. Not good for you. <laughs> um, it says there's no known treatment for CDJ, but doctors are, wor are working on what they hope will be a medical breakthrough. Um, although the easiest way to avoid this disease is to cut human brains out of your diet altogether. <laughs> yep. Don't eat the brains. Nope. You don't do it. Nope. Um, this says you'll eventually develop Kuru disease. Um, it may take some time, but if you develop a taste for human brains, you'll also develop the dreaded Kuru disease, a long gestating disorder that deteriorates your brain at a rapid pace and acts like a human version of mad cow disease. Um, scientists who have studied this condition have noted that Kuru can gestate for up to 60 years before it begins to take hold, but it can also act within months of your first meal. So if wow. you're going to eat human brains, make sure you've crossed everything else off your bucket list. Oh my God. <laughs> don't eat the brains, people. <laughs> I know. Just don't eat the brains. <laughs> um, this says your body gets loaded up with delicious prions. Um, yum, prions or prions. I'm, I don't know. Uh, I said know no one ever. Um, prions, prions. I'm going to go with prions. Do it. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Are an infectious agent composed entirely of protein material called PRP, um, short for prion protein. Um, and I've already you know, gone back and forth like four times. So it's fine. Um, that can fold in multiple structurally distinct ways. Um, and at least one of which is transmissible, 
transmissible to other prion proteins, um, leading to disease that is similar to viral infection. Turns out I'm going with prion, not prion. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, it says, it's not bad to have these in your body. They're naturally occurring. And if you don't do anything to exacerbate the amount that you have in your bone marrow, spinal cord, or brain, you should be just fine. Uh, the one sure way of drastically increasing your prion intake is to eat human brain, which is full of those delicious prions. Once you start popping prions, they form sponge-like spores that attach themselves to your brain and prevent your cells from functioning properly. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next one is that you'll get constipation. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it says some of the most famous cannibals in the world are the old Christians club club rugby union who crashed in the Andes mountain range in 1972 and had to resort to cannibalism to survive. So is that the Donner party or is that somebody else? I think this is somebody else. Okay. I don't know though. Um, you'd think they would call it the Donner party if it was, but yeah, yeah. They would say that if it was, yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Um, I'm sure it's probably happened more than once that there's been like some sort of tragic happening and then people have had to eat each other, you know, like, absolutely. I, when I was searching for the right article, I came across many, Mm -hmm. many horrible situations that, yeah, yeah. Very sad. (laughs) Um, so it says while on the mountain, they noted that eating nothing but protein and water gave them constipation, constipation, constipation <laughs> that lasted up to 35 days. Uh, I am going to tell Eric that he gives me constipation <laughs> <laughs> and just see where we go from there. <laughs> He's going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> okay. Back to what you were saying, because my brain, you know, stopped at that, um, <laughs> Did you say constipation for 35 days? 35 days. How do you? You're not going to poop for a month. (laughs) How do you not die at that situation? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I feel like things expand and eventually break open and therefore you're dead from sepsis at the very least. Right. I mean, am I, that seems to make sense to me that, yeah, I mean, I would assume maybe it depends on like, sure there's more to it than that, but yeah, there's probably more to it than that, but it wouldn't surprise me (laughs) like, okay. At all. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. it says they take away from this, the, the takeaway from the story is to make sure that you eat some leafy greens and some fiber with your meal of melted ice and charred human leather. (laughs) Yuck. Yeah. Um, it says you can catch a bloodborne disease. Um, it says, let's say you're being smart about this whole cannibalism thing and you've decided to eschew feasting on brains, thus avoiding all degenerative brain diseases. There's no way that anything bad can happen, right? Wrong. If you eat someone with HIV, hep C, or any other bloodborne disease, you could be swimming in sickness before dessert. So remember to cook your human meat or just eat someone or just eat someone else. Just eat something else. <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> you could eat someone else. That is an option. Yeah, I mean, there's that. Um, so this next part, it says, brains bad, skin good. <laughs> it says, hopefully we've hammered the point home that if you, <laughs> if you're going to eat a person that you shouldn't eat their brain, you yep. can get the shakes, the forgetsies, and you'll die. <laughs> the one part of the human body that's cool to eat, as cool as eating can be, is the skin. Um, eating human skin is basically like eating the skin of any large omnivore and isn't any more dangerous than eating pork rinds. Hmm. I mean, long pig, right? There you go. What? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so do you have to like jerky it up 
or can you I just would like assume that fry it, it at up? the very least needs to be cooked to some capacity yeah because okay. yuck so yeah there's that question <laughs> but that's fine <laughs> um so the next thing is ulcers baby <laughs> says the famous french cannibal terrar I don't know what it, we'll go with it, um, was a soldier, showman, and all-around weirdo who would eat anything and everything. Corks, forks, and maybe even a newborn baby. Um, When Terrar died of tuberculosis and an an autopsy was performed, uh, it was discovered that his body immediately began to putrefy and was littered with pus and ulcers that definitely came from his nasty eating habits. Oh. (laughs) Um, it says it's true that Terrar ate anything that he could fit into his mouth. So the internal destruction of his body wasn't just from drinking blood and eating feces, but those two things definitely played a large part in what coroners found inside his carcass after he passed away. He ate feces? He ate anything and everything that he could put in his mouth. Oh, God. Can you imagine feces breath? Oh, okay, I realize that's not the point of this horrible story. Oh, no. But- but, but that's not a good thought to think either. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Did you say he ate a fork? Um, a cork, I think. I think it said fork after you said cork. Corks, forks. Yeah. Okay. Um, the both. How? How does that go in and come out safely? Probably doesn't. <laughs> okay. You know, like it probably doesn't. I could see maybe if you eat it handle side first so that way it's not like sharp pieces and it kind of moves through your system that way Mm -hmm. maybe yeah imagine pooping out a fork though that seems awful yeah there is not enough laxatives in the world to make that pass (laughs) easily (laughs) no it would get stuck on things like Mm -hmm. yeah like you need surgery you would need surgery. Yeah. The cork. The yeah, cork okay. I can see. That can make a re-entrance into civilization a little easier. <laughs> but like at some point, but I don't know if a fork would be able to do it. No. Or maybe no. the cork pushed the fork. Oh. Maybe the cork was first and like corked it up. You know what I mean? And I mean, maybe that was coming know. out. Huh? And I don't really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to know, but I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. I you know. <laughs> um so this next part is uh you get the shakes and then you die um it says back to the brain one of the possible effects of eating a person is that your motor skills will become affected by the sponge-like prions that you're devouring on a daily basis instead of devolving into slobbering forgetful instead of devolver we just start over again (laughs) i swear i haven't eaten any brains lately (laughs) Okay. Instead of devolving into a slobbering, forgetful mess of a person, you'll be prone to seizures that will render you incapable of standing or eating. Uh, most cannibals that get the crew shakes only live six to 12 months after contracting the disease. Once you start seizing from this disease, there's no walking back from it. And your best choice is to die with dignity. Oh. And that is the end of that research. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> maybe you should just go die (laughs) yeah what let's not eat people that is not not. a challenge that i want to not say that we did either yeah yeah no it's not good it's not good for anybody (laughs) it's really not 
So yeah, that's our research. <laughs> um, what was your edge of harassment? Well, this is not related to that at all. Thank God. <laughs> um, so the other Saturday, my whole household, which is like, you know, Killian and Eric and my mother and me, uh, we were on our way to Killian's karate dojo. He was going to take a nunchucks class. <laughs> um, before you judge me for my seven-year-old doing a nunchucks class, um, they were foam nunchucks. Yeah. Um, so, a, you know, he's going to have to do some things at some yeah, point. Yeah, he really know? wanted to do the class. It seemed safe enough, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. did every single kid there hit themselves in the head with their nunchucks? Yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> but like, again, foam, it was okay. No one got yeah. hurt. You know, everything was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fun class, but that's not the point. The point is that <laughs> we were on our way there where we get out of our house and, Um, you know, they're kind of loading up the car. I lock the front door and I turn around and I see one of our neighbors. So one of Killian's best friends, uh, lives in our neighborhood Mm -hmm. and his dad was taking like his morning run, you know, on the other side of the street, you know, just on the sidewalk, you know, in front of our house. And I saw him, you know, wave at Killian and Killian wave back. And then like, we didn't make eye contact, but I kind of waved just in case he was looking and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And then I thought, oh, I should like say something to him. Right. But, like <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to yell, you know, yeah. cause he's across the street. He's not going to hear me if I just, you know, talk normally. So like, what should I say? And so I was like, maybe I should just be like, hi, you know, insert his name here. Um, and I was like, no, that's lame. That's lame. Like, maybe I should be like, Ooh, good job running. Yeah. You know? And then I was like, no, yeah. that's weird. That's a weird yeah. cheerleader thing. Like, okay. And then I was like, I know I should cat call him. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily at that very moment, I realized how creepy that would be because while I am, uh, closer friends with his wife and would do that to her, cause she would definitely think that was funny. Like I don't know him well enough to know how he would react to that situation. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, there's my husband and my child and my mother, you know, <laughs> they're just like, you know, so, hang out. So luckily I didn't do that, but, um, I did realize in that moment that, um, everyone else was in the car waiting for me uh-huh. and I was still standing at my door on my little doorstep, just staring at him run by the whole time just <laughs> like thinking my thoughts but like just like staring at him make his way and like, I was what like what do I do what do I do <laughs> oh my god I must have been just like so creepy to him like like he probably she... honestly didn't even notice if he didn't I hope to god you know? he didn't notice yeah I mean he wasn't looking at me but like I don't you know still I just like stood there staring at him you know <laughs> running by so I don't know I was probably the biggest creeper I am um, I did tell his wife about it because you know what if he was like came home and was like oh my god like don't talk to that girl anymore you know or <laughs> or whatever like and I she, doubt it yeah she was like oh yeah he told me that he saw you guys but you know he didn't mention anything weird and I was like okay this is what happened <laughs> and she thought it was hysterical and told me that I absolutely should have cat called him and he would have <laughs> like you know basically come like strutting home and then like guess what happened you know yeah. so it's like okay well I guess in the future I'll do that <laughs> like I, I guess this is what but, we're doing yeah. Yeah. so anyway I just felt like a giant idiot so that's what happened fine. yeah I mean I'm glad I didn't cat call him because that could have been a weird situation <laughs> to recover from but 
you know, I still was creepy. So I mean, there you go. You know, sometimes that's just your brain stalls out in just <laughs> enough time to make it look weird. You know, like, yeah. it was, I've it was had that happen weird. so many yeah. times, you know, like, <laughs> where you're just like, I think I've got some, oh, no, too late. Ah, well, and then I said it anyway. Well, rats, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah I, have, I know that she go, like, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know that like his wife was going to tell him what happened and to like, uh-huh. see what he thought about the situation. But her kids have been out sick for a while. So I haven't had a chance to be like, what did he think of my creepiness? You know, <laughs> so I'll find out hopefully soon. Have, uh, have I just <laughs> turned this into a totally weird situation? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I have. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm good at. So what was your <laughs> moment? Uh, okay. So mine was, I felt real dumb because so at, uh, my friend Jessica, who lives in Idaho, her um, bachelorette party, I flew in um, to, so she lives in Idaho and we went to Montana to this hot springs um, for her, um, uh, for her party yeah. or weekend or whatever. And so, you know, I flew into Spokane, she picks me up, we drive over to Idaho and then we all got together the next day and we left for Montana. But so I get to her house, right. And I go, and it's like at nighttime. Right. And so like too mm-hmm. late to go and like get any of these things. I realized that not only did I forget to bring a toothbrush, so my breath was going to be real bad. <laughs> I didn't bring any pajamas and oh, not no. even like sweats that could have acted as pajamas. Like I brought full clothing and nothing else, you know, like got it. There was nothing else that I could have worn to bed, you know, other yeah. than like risking sleeping naked in somebody else's house and hoping that nobody walks in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's just a weird situation for everybody. It is. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so I definitely had to steal pajamas from her for the weekend yeah. and thank goodness we're like the same size. Right. So like, mm-hmm. it's fine, but yeah, I had to wear her clothing, you know, because I, couldn't remember to bring my own and then also had to go and get a toothbrush the next day from the gas station because Mm -hmm. I had nothing to brush my teeth with and I had to have her drive me to the gas station because I didn't have a car (laughs) yeah so you know (laughs) so I just kind of felt like a big old idiot which I mean (laughs) it wasn't like that big of a thing but it was just kind of like really and I the thing was is I was like I'm like extra prepared. I've got this, I've got this, I've got all these different things, you know, like I am good. I've got all these extra swimsuits. Cause we're, you know, Hey, hot springs, you know, and yeah. like, you know, all these things, like just in case somebody needs this, I'm going to bring this. And in case somebody needs this, I'm going to bring this. And then I didn't even bring a pajama, any sort of pajamas or a toothbrush, which mm-hmm. are like the two kind of main things that you need yeah, <laughs> if you you're need going to be things. sleeping somewhere. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. So that was kind of embarrassing, but it was fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. At least you guys are the same size. And by same size, I mean, giants. Like, <laughs> you yeah. guys are literal giants. <laughs> so I think I'm like, so I'm 5'10 and I think she's like 5'11. Mm-hmm. So she's even slightly taller than me, but uh, I guess yeah. depending on what shoes we're both wearing. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so. That's okay. You know, at least it was your pajamas and not like your bras. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't think that would have been a, a share situation. I feel like that would have been like, now we need to go somewhere so I can like yeah. cover my boobs, you know? Exactly, like, yeah. But I mean, at that point, like it just would have been me wearing whatever I wore there. 
the whole weekend you know yeah that's true you know so that's like doable Mm-hmm. And I brought underwear, so at least there's that. I didn't like have to borrow anybody's underwear. <laughs> I think or, the, like be washing underwear in the sink and hanging them yeah. out to dry for the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I have done that. Absolutely. Oh, I've done it for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing I've ever forgotten, uh, there's two times. One was um I completely forgot socks and like I brought shoes that needed socks. There was no like flip-flop option. Yeah. You know, so so that happened one time. And then the only other time, oh no, I've just forgotten. Um oh it was when we went to Vegas a couple years ago and I forgot to bring any Tylenol or Advil, which you know we were drinking. Yeah. And I have headaches anyways. Like I need those things. I carry those things in my purse, like at all times. I have yeah. no idea how my purse was like suddenly painkillerless. And it was. <laughs> so yeah. I was so so I had to buy the like hotels, like gift shop, small, you know, like 20 pills in a bottle. Yeah. Um, like of Tylenol and Advil. And For it like was 20 like bucks, you know. Yeah, it was. I think it was like. 13 or 14 dollars a bottle and I was just mm-hmm. like well I mean that's really fucked up but like I need it so yeah like this is what it is it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I gotta yeah. have these you know yeah yep so that's Vegas for you I mean yes there's you know Walgreens nearby but like <laughs> you know or I could just go to my still shop and- it's not gonna be any better than that though like that's the thing like when we went to the CVS or whatever when we were at uh where we were in Vegas last like just we just got back from like still like a box of pop tarts was like six or seven dollars <laughs> oh wow I don't like, know if that's normal or not no <laughs> okay huh I think maybe like three or four mm-hmm. okay I'll but, check next time yeah like pop tart shopping it was <laughs> <laughs> and let you know <laughs> <laughs> the things we do you know yeah. <laughs> but yeah like definitely was not uh was not good <laughs> yeah. huh. which I, I mean it was still way cheaper than having to buy like you know every single meal you know like that's the thing is like when you're in Vegas you don't want to have to like buy as many meals out if you can help it because it's so expensive it's mostly yeah um I mean some places aren't too bad but still you know like yeah. for the most part it, it's bad so <laughs> mm-hmm. like not having to do that all the time is great like I will well, and just having snack food for like sitting in the panels you know oh yeah I mean? for like, sure like like you don't want to be that person like audibly munching and distracting everybody but like you got to fucking eat and they don't really give you up much time to no they don't that's a thing you know, like there's like an time. hour sometimes and that's it you know like that's all you've got so if you can't go and get food somewhere and bring it back and have it down in an hour like you have to eat in the panel or else you're getting all shaky and weird you know like yeah totally (laughs) so you know that is what it is (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for listening to us and our shenanigans you can email us at idgits and aspects podcast at gmail.com the word and is spelled out you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your Idgit and Aspects moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you. <laughs>